Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News newsletter, association updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to what I'm calling Slamtown WrestleMania Sam's version. Ooh, I like that title. That's a good I title. Like it's a, I feel like it's a reference to something. You know, we might have some Swifties in the house. <laughs> or some, some <laughs> Sam Housens in the house. Hey, uh... Yeah. <laughs> um, and today I am joined by my usual co host, Mr. Intimidating Tim. Hello, hello. Josh is back on, joining us for another week. Welcome, what? Josh. What's up? What's up? He's here. He's doing it. We got him. Um, before we get into our week in wrestling, uh, me and the boys have decided we're all going to book our fantasy WrestleMania cards. Um, so yes. this episode is the card I booked. It has every single every single main roster title is on the line at this WrestleMania. It's got a forbidden door match, two celebrity matches. And I put an NXT title on the line on this card. Just for the hell of it. Just for funsies. Um, I've got, I think, 15 matches. But uh, We're freaking pumped to hear what you yeah, laid out for us. This is exciting. So let's get into our, uh, our weeks in wrestling. Um, hell yeah, dude. I'm going to kick it off. I watched GCW Coldest Winter 2 which featured the GCW debut of Mr. Nick Nemeth. And he took on, spoilers, defeated the indie god, Matt Cardona. What? Yeah. That's a pretty really uh, good. pretty awesome matchup right there. Yes. Josh, I don't know if you know this about Taylor, but uh, she's a big fan of doors used as weapons in wrestling matches. Oh, okay. aren't we all? So uh, I... I, there was a door spot in this match. Uh, door, 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 door. Father door. was at ringside. Oh. Um, Matt Cardona roasted him on the mic. That was pretty great. And uh, his brother Ryan showed up at one point. Wow. That was, that was the coldest winter, too. And then I watched MLW Super Fight, in which Alex Kane dropped the MLW world title to Satoshi Kojima. And in turn, they have announced Kojima's first defense will be against Minoru Suzuki at MLW Intimidation Games at the end of the month. Um, I think that's going to be a, just a big old chop fest. Uh, nice. We love cool. stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> meaty men slapping meat? Yeah, big meaty men slapping meat. And they're all, they're both like, 40, maybe even north of 50. No. Two little, two grandpas beating the crap out of each other. Let's go. Uh, I also watched GCW debut in Phoenix, Arizona. The name of the show 
escapes me, but it did feature uh, everyone's favorite under four foot tall luchador micro man taking on and defeating another luchador who was just a little bit taller than he was. (laughs) Slightly less than micro man. Right. He was a a maximum man, if you will. All right. Um, But not a mega man. Not a mega man. That show also featured Sam Stackhouse. Um, He's a big old boy. Tim, I think you might have seen him on the GCW at WrestleCade show we watched. Okay, yeah. He was the real big dude in like the Bam Bam Bigelow looking ring gear and he mm-hmm. dove over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, he um, he hit a shooting star press off the top rope in this match and I was like, whoa, big ass dude. Like, <laughs> it's so impressive like, when you got to be at least like somewhere between 375 and 400. He's a wow, big gosh. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, when when big boys hit shooting star presses, it's always a, a spectacle. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I wrapped up my wrestling weekend with NXT Vengeance Day. Nice, nice. It was a good show. Did, did you guys get to check out Vengeance Day? I did. I did. I was going to say that was my uh, my weekend wrestling. Um, check that show out. I put it on Monday. I was playing some video games. Just had it on, on the side. Um, nice. And I, I feel like... With NXT uh, shows, it's like every single match delivers. Like, it's always fun. Yeah, the yeah. opener, the um, finals of the Dusty Tag Classic. Yeah, that was good. I thought that was so friggin' good. That yeah. was really good. Um, if anyone had any doubt on how fast Braun Breaker moves, the rope hit him in the back and then slid under him because he was moving so fast. <laughs> like the man almost got decapitated and still right. kept going. Oh my yeah, gosh. Like when they came out when Breaker and Corbin came out on those motorcycles, I was like, This is this, this is, is, a, this cool. is match of the night. <laughs> match of the night and it's the first match. It's the opener. <laughs> How do you top this? <laughs> yeah, no, all the like uh, I feel like all the matches hit. Yeah. The uh North American title match, there was that one spot where Dragon Lee like was jumping off the apron and Oba f- Femi like grabbed him by the ankle and just yanked him out of the air onto the apron. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I was like, yeah. brother, Oba's gonna be something special. Like twenty three, I think. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And oh, he like man. just debuted like not that Ex- long ago, right? Exciting future. Yeah. He uh he won the title in his fifth professional wrestling match ever. Wow. Hell yeah, dude. I don't know what sport he came from, but they were like talking about how he was a crossover athlete. Like he didn't train for wrestling. This is like a newer thing for him. Was it maybe track and field, or maybe I'm thinking of someone else? I think the the girl that's with um, uh, I almost called him Danny DeVito, Tony D'Angelo. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right, athlete. The family. family. I bet that Oba's probably like shot put or something like that. Mm, yeah. That'd be yeah, that makes sense. Oh, uh, he's equestrian. He does equestrian. <laughs> okay. How did we not see that? <laughs> that is say, cap. Should have known. I think another favorite match of mine was the uh the no disqualification match. Um yeah. specifically uh the spot where uh I forget 
which one of them it was, but they laid out a table and then took like a bag and you're like, Oh, what's going to be in the bag? And he dumps it out and it's just a bunch of like toys, like, like hot wheels, cars, little, uh, yeah, and, like little, little army plastic men. army men. Yeah. <laughs> the um, worst great. things to step on. Right. <laughs> uh, the freaking announcers were kept on saying like, Oh, it's, it's a bag of Lego bricks. It's like, I don't think there's a single Lego in there. Really, <laughs> a matchbox. But it was good. It was a good show altogether, I'd say. I liked the part in the no DQ when Joe Gacy had the trash can on his head. Yeah. And then, like, head-butted uh, Dijak with it or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Pretty great. Good show. I think the only match where I was like, meh, was the six-person mixed tag. But other than that, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, dude. Yep, I would agree. Hey Josh Eats. What's up? What's up with All right. you? Alright, so my week in wrestling was a little bit of watching, but a lot of scrolling Twitter. And let me just say, Cody Rhodes was trending number one on Twitter Twitter for the entire weekend. Oh, I maybe I shouldn't call it Twitter, it's X now. <laughs> but he was trending number one for like seventy two hours. Holy uh, crap. The altercation that he had with Roman, and, well, I wouldn't say altercation, but the confrontation he had with Roman, which then turns into us getting The Rock, uh, has a lot of mixed reviews, and Twitter is going wild. Um, I think it's, of, I think the clip is the most disliked yes. YouTube clip on, on WWE's it, channel. It passed a video that had like 28 million views and 200,000 dislikes. That from like ten years ago, it oh, passed that amount of dislikes in like ten hours. <laughs> it was oh, insane God. how disliked the decision was. Yeah, people want to make their voices heard. Yes, uh, it's it's just like Daniel Bryan back in twenty fourteen or whatever it was. He oh yeah, over. when he didn't win the rumble and everything. Yes, and then he he wasn't even in the rumble. I don't think. Right? Yeah, he was, yeah. and then he had the the. Uh, sit in in the ring with all the yes movement folks and i just saw that clip the other day again so maybe that's what we need to do but it seems like maybe wwe's gonna come around i mean nothing none of the matches are set in stone yet it look definitely looks like cody hasn't made up his mind um i think i think drew mcintyre would prefer that uh cody would fight roman instead of seth but uh we'll see how it plays out Mm-hmm. Yeah, WrestleMania is in like what two two ish months? Yeah, yeah, roughly. It so actually no, it's exactly two months. Confirmed? It's exactly two months from today would be WrestleMania Sunday, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they've only confirmed Bailey versus Io Sky. It's the only match we have. Very exciting. It's gonna be that's gonna be good, but it's like I feel like we should have a little bit more than that at this point in time, you know? Yeah. Well, we got to get through elimination chamber. I mean, that's going to decide us probably two uh, number one oh, yeah. contenders. Is this a women's elimination chamber to see who faces Rhea at Mania. Or something? Yeah. Yeah. I would assume that they'll probably do a either um, number one contenders for one of the mid card men's titles or just have an elimination chamber match for one of the mid card titles yeah 
Uh, if we don't get Jay Uso versus Jimmy Uso at WrestleMania, I will be very disappointed. I think a lot of people would be disappointed. Yeah, that would be a really great match. The aura they had at one and two and in the Royal Rumble was just was just the beginning. That's at least I yeah. hope so. This is the tip of the iceberg, you know. Oh, they're definitely setting up Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax for the chamber. I think that was confirmed uh, yesterday. Okay. I think if there's one thing that'll get me up at 5.30 in the morning to watch it. It's a Nia Jax match. Yeah. That was sarcasm. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see Nia Jax. I really don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, Elimination Chamber should be cool. I, I think it's awesome that they're doing shows in other countries. I just get a little bummed out when I see what time they are for us. <laughs> yeah. Like, Come on, man. I, th- I think this is going to be the worst one so far, 5 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Yes. Yeah. I think the, I, rest of the, the rest of them, they compromise at a good time. Like... You know, when yeah. I think Money in the Bank was in London last year. It was like noon. I think it was noon or one o'clock, which like sucks. But like on a Saturday, it's not that bad. Like you're up. Yeah. You might be doing yeah. stuff, but you can still get to it. But like 5 a.m. on a Saturday, it's like, come on. This is the one day to sleep in. Right. Yeah. I feel like for West Coast people, for them, it's going to be like 2 or 3 a.m. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like, do you just stay up Friday? I don't know. <laughs> If you want to watch it live. Pull the all-nighter. My friend Zach watches the New Japan shows live, like, from Japan. And it's, like, (laughs) 1 a.m. or some shit. Wow. I'm like, dude, none of the social media I follow spoils New Japan. I'll just wait until a more comfortable time. (laughs) Smart call. Unless Zach himself texts me something, I know nothing of what happens at these shows until I watch them. It's great. You just jinxed yourself. They're going to start uh, covering it. Yeah. Your phone's listening <laughs> to you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start oh, recommending um, Sam all the results. One other thing. There was that little mysterious promo at Vengeance Day. Not promo. Um, Like video. Did you guys catch that? I did. Oh, yeah. I completely I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, uh, that's Okada, is it not? I'm pretty sure it's Okada. Like... There was someone on um, Instagram commenting, and they're like, oh, my God, uh, Okada with his proverbs are back. And I was like, what is this about? But then I forgot to Google it. But um, Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a like a Japanese like proverb or saying or something like that. Oh, sick. Okay. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I, I was looking away from the screen during that point and just saw it on, like, Twitter. And it was like – yeah. Japanese proverb, and I immediately like it didn't say anything else. It was just a picture of that. I was like, "Oh, this is an Okada teaser." Like, here we go. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, My buddy Justin keeps sending me this Photoshop picture of Okada wearing a Chase U hoodie, (laughs) and he's like, "This is what's gonna save Chase U. This is how the university gets the money back." Because Okada's the rainmaker, (laughs) and those dollar bills would like float down when he came out. You know. Like, that is so funny. He's going to save the university. Yeah, I think Okada to NXT is a really good choice because um, I don't think a lot of people in the States like know him unless you watch like the 
stuff he's done with AEW or something. And it, it also is like for him to get acclimated to the U.S. style of wrestling, you know? Yeah. I think that's such a smart move. Maybe he'll even take the title off of Dragonov or something. That would be sick. Ooh, that'd be wild. Oh, my God. What if he debuts in time that the main event of Stand and Deliver is Okada Dragonov? It very well could be. Yeah, I mean, they got two months. They'd have to start start pushing, but yeah. that could happen. And I think we could make it back to the hotel in time after the second GCW show to watch Stand and Deliver live. Ooh. That would be hype. Yeah, I'm mathing. Maybe we'll miss like 40, like 30 we're, we're minutes We're doing of some it, math but... over here. Yeah. We're calculating some things. Uh, I right. think I have one other thing I wanted to mention in this segment and completely forgot. Oh, no. I bought my first major bendy. Oh, yeah. You texted us that. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cardona um, hosts his own podcast called the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. It's him, uh, Brian Myers from impact uh tna and smart mark sterling from AEW are the three hosts um and they talk about their action figure collections and like upcoming toy lines and everything and the show got so popular they own their own toy brands now they have the major bendies and the big rubber guys and they're like oh they're like they're paying homage to old school wrestling figures so they put up a couple at a time you have to pre-order it if you don't pre-order it, chances are you're not going to get the figure. So the most recent pre-order that went up was their first two non-wrestling figures, which are Jay and Silent Bob from Clerks. Um, <laughs> and then they put up collab. Mark Marrow, Butterbean the Boxer, and Nick Nemeth. It's like his first figure that's not – that's like Nick Nemeth. Like yeah, I have to get that. That's sick. So I, yeah. only, I only bought the Nick Nemeth one. And I'm like, once it comes in and I see it, I like them, I'll, I'll probably commit to more pre orders. But very cool. I'm excited about that. That's such a cool, you know, like thing that they're able to do. Right. Opportunity that they have. Yeah. All right. Should we jump right into our main event? I'm for this excited episode? for this. Yeah. Oh, man. So, before I start bringing up my match, this is in no particular order. All okay. right. So, first match I booked for this WrestleMania card. It's a rematch that was, like, of a very popular match that took place on Monday Night Raw a few months ago. Longest reigning intercontinental champion in history, the Ring General. Gunther defending his championship against Chad Gable. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that match on Monday Night Raw deserved to be on a pay per view. Oh, 100%. And then on, on top of that, I thought Chad Gable could have pulled off the victory there. I, I think I would have to agree. I I remember watching that and just was 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 ready for it. I mean, it was I th- I almost thought it was time for Gunther to lose, although it sucks that it was going to be on a pay per view. But Gable was just like so hot at the time and wrestled very good that match. I love 
uh, Alpha Academy, Chad Gable. I think he kind of um, was in a weird space because he was like American Alpha with Jason Jordan, and then Jason Jordan got injured. And they're like, what do we do with Chad Gable? And they made him Shorty G, which I thought was so disrespectful. Because, um, <laughs> like, this guy can work. He's talented. He might not be the biggest dude, but, like, he suplexed Braun Strowman at that one WrestleMania. Yeah. Damn. Was that Damn, last that's year? Wild. That was last before? year. That was last, oh my last gosh. year. Okay. That was, yeah. that um, was, like, the best part of that match. Besides for Braun getting decked by... Um, a guy from Street Profits. Or Montez. Yes. One of them. One of of the Street Profits. But yeah, I I thought a rematch, Gunter versus Chad Gable at WrestleMania would be awesome. And I also booked Chad Gable to win. All right. Yeah, I thought... I feel like that makes sense. The streak is over. Like, especially if you play into the angle of, like, you know, it being sort of a revenge match and, you know, Chad's already proven that he can go, like, toe-to-toe, so I feel like it'd be very believable for him to get the win. And, like, also my theory behind Chad Gable winning, uh, if we fantasy book another pay-per-view card later down the line, that would put Gunther in contention for, like, the world heavyweight title or something. Yes. Oh, I don't mind a double champion. But double champion reigns always feel kind of wonky. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, um, no hagen. Like it's, hard MJF... to, it's hard to take only one belt off of them. Right. Like when MJF was Ring of Honor tag champ at the same time as he was world champion, like he never once showed up on Ring of Honor. He was always AEW. Like I, I just it doesn't it doesn't feel right. And then it's like you have so many other guys in the back who this title could be on. But you're like, no, put like three on this dude, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, A lot of the way I wrote my notes were it's all title matches because I was just trying to remember all the active championships on the main roster. So my, my second match that I booked was a triple threat for the United States title. Ooh, fun. Let's hear it. Logan Paul. Versus L.A. Knight versus Grayson Waller. Ooh, Ooh interesting. All right. So you know, Sam, I think I... behind this one, it, it's I. I think it would be a good like blending of styles between these three dudes in a match. But all three of them are great talkers. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, the they all share that. and like shit talking that'll lead to this triple threat. Top tier. Especially now oh, that Logan's full time, he's gonna. I mean, yeah. he's gonna be on SmackDown like every week. So, um, yeah, I like that he signed this new full time contract. Like he, I think he was like, "This is my full time job now." Like, oh, that's. I yeah. don't like. I've said it many times on this podcast, but I don't like Logan Paul as a person, but I like him as a wrestler. I think there's a lot of people that would agree with that sentiment, including myself. And you know what I love. I love me a triple threat match, Sam. Ah, you do. You are I a do. big fan. I am. I am a huge triple fan. threat trio. But my uh, my backup thing for this was also at the Royal Rumble. They kind of teased that alliance between Logan Paul, Austin Theory, and Grayson Waller. 
They did. So you think they kind of yeah. gang up on uh, Mr. Knight? Yep. I think Logan Paul and Grayson are going to team up on LA Knight. And then either Waller is going to like let Logan pin LA Knight or lay down for Logan. Because I have oh. Logan retaining in this match. Dude, I've always thought about that. Like, what if someone, like in a triple threat, like what if you, you know, give it up just to prevent the other person from from not winning? Yeah, That's smart. That'd be fun. Interesting. And I feel like with Logan's character, that would he'd be the guy to do it. Okay. Yeah, it'd be like, do this for me and I'll, I'll hook you up. You get a title road. shot down the line, like one-on-one. Yeah. I like Grayson Waller a lot. And I just, I don't think he's gotten, like, a fair shake. Like, not this year's Vengeance Day, the year before. The main event, him and Braun Breaker in the steel cage for the NXT title. I really thought Waller was going to win the title in that match. It's like, I don't think he, I think he deserves some kind of title run at some point. Maybe even if they ever separate the tag belts back, him and Austin as tag champs on SmackDown. I think that would be very fun. I think that would be a very good heel tag title run. Yes. Um, yeah. And then them in like a feud against uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Mm. Chef's kiss. Mwah, chef's kiss. Very, very nice. Especially meet the ball. So that was my U.S. title match. And after that, I... Uh, I booked a match for a very specific clientele. Ooh, let's see if we can guess who that clientele is. It's a, it's 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 for men who appreciate strong women. Nice. <laughs> it's the women's title match, Rhea Ripley versus Tiffany Stratton. Ooh. Ooh. See, this is a match. I feel like we could see. Fairly soon. Oh my god! It would be like, like, I I grew up with a sister, so that's how I. Well, we all did, but it would be like a brat style versus a Barbie doll. You know? Yeah, that's a good it's, comparison. They're like the same, like big strong woman character, but with like the two clashing aesthetics. All yeah, black like, and purple like polar opposites. Pink. Yeah. Oh man. Plus, it's just like I I love both of them. I think they're incredibly talented in the ring. Like it would just be like like a hoss fight, but like a female version, you know? Yeah. Who do you book winning that one? That's the real question. I had Tiffany taking the title off of Rhea. Oh, oh. interesting. Wow. Yeah. I, um, you're gonna, I have, like, a lot of Judgment Day. I have every member of Judgment Day except for R-Truth, or I have R-Truth on here. I have every member of Judgment Day except J.D. McDonough on my WrestleMania card. Hmm. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I love the Judgment Day, but I have a lot of titles leaving them. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting, indeed. So I had Tiffany going over Rhea. It just, like, I want to see Tiffany get pushed to the moon. Like, I think she, I think she could 
she could run with the title and do wonders. Yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that. I think there's a lot of people that would, would agree with that as well. And all um, good things eventually have to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like her NXT women's title run, I was so excited when she won the title, but then they did that stupid thing where they're like, not enough people are watching NXT, let's put it on a main roster star and only have them hold it for like two weeks. <laughs> right. Like she she lost it to Becky, and then it was like, what the, f- like what the fuck? You just derailed her whole, her whole thing. Like she still had yeah. momentum, and people were still behind her. But it's like, why did you? I I still never understand that. Like they put the North American title on Dirty Dom, but he held it for a while. He defended it on SmackDown and the main roster, or NXT and the main roster. But it was like. Becky Lynch only showed up to NXT like twice. You know? I hate that. I understand it's the network being like, hey, we need more eyes on this product. Come on. But it's like, don't fucking put Becky in the match, but have Tiffany go over. So then people were like, wow, that's the person that beat Becky Lynch. Yeah. I want to check her out. You know? Mm -hmm. But whatever. They don't pay me to. They don't pay me to book these matches yet. Maybe they will after this. If you're listening to WWE, the counter's <laughs> open. Give Sam the job. <laughs> Give me the job. I think um, I just saw something that WWE's hiring a writer. So, Sam, go for it. You could do it. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll submit my portfolio. Just hop on the train. Uh, you know, it's just a train right away. Yeah. Boom. Uh, and then I don't know the name of the other women's title because is it won the world championship and then are they no I think they're both world championships or, one's no, the, no no one's no the world Rhea's, the other's the women no 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 Rhea's is the heavyweight actually I think oh because she's oh. got the same belt as Seth and I think they called both of them the heavyweight and then okay. the other one's the world championship so my following match is the belt that EO Sky has all right. So I uh sorry, could, could you repeat that? I, th- I think it cut out for a sec, at least for my, my end. Oh, um it's a triple threat, EO Sky, mm-hmm. Bailey, and Dakota Kai. Ooh. The original oh, three from damage control. Oh dude, that's when, that's dicey. I like that. When Damage Control first debuted, Bailey was their leader. And then when the group started getting bigger and they brought in Asuka and Kyrie Sane, and then EO won the title, EO Sky kind of became the leader because she was the champion in the group. Yeah. But there's people speculating online, like in actual like WWE stuff, that Dakota Kai has really been the leader of damage control this whole time. Wow. Ooh. So this match is to determine the true leader of damage control. Huh. That's yeah. that's that's a good booking. I, I love it. Yeah. Fun little uh, fun little story edition as well. Dakota Kai, longtime one of my favorite wrestlers on Black and Gold NXT. When she turned heel against Tegan Knox in the War Games match, mm, I was just thinking. Oh of that. my god, so good! 
I don't think she ever got like a fair shake as champion because she held the NXT women's tag titles twice, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But both of her, or it was she either held it twice or she had one reign as NXT, one reign as women's tag champ. But both of her reigns combined are like less than 24 hours long. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a that's super short. <laughs> when they, I think it was when they initially debuted the NXT Women's Tag Belts, her and Raquel Gonzalez got awarded the belts, and then lost them like an hour later on the same show in their first defense. Bruh. Oh my gosh! I was like, what? Why did you even put it on them? You should have just had the match for the vacant belts. Right. Or whatever. Right. So I have Dakota winning the title here and getting her, like, I've got, this is my second, or actually my third first-time singles champion of this card. Nice, nice, nice. I think Chad Gable has held the 24-7 title, but that doesn't count. I am going to have to boo this one, only because I want to see Bailey win. Bailey deserves redemption. She's not even on the posters of the uh, p- premier live events that she's headlining. Yeah, Sam, this is Bailey Erasure. And we won't is she not that. even on the WrestleMania posters? She's here? not on the WrestleMania posters. No, she's got the main event. I know. <laughs> she she won money in the bank for that, right? Rumble, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> gimmick matches that give you a guaranteed title shot. You were going to yeah. get it or you <laughs> it, was a, it was a toss up. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> yeah. Alright, note to editor. <laughs> Keep it in. Uh, so yeah, I have I have Dakota winning in my fantasy WrestleMania, but I think right. at actual WrestleMania, Bailey will be winning the title. Alright. Gotcha. I can then, accept that. I think she's going to team up with Naomi and the two of them are going to take it to the rest of damage control. And this, this is, this sounds outlandish to say until Sasha Banks returns. And then the three of them are going to put away damage control for good. Oh, it's my big, my big want. But I I don't think Sasha is going to come back to the E. That's the only issue I see with this. Yeah. All right. It's tough to say right now. So you're saying to yourself, this guy's only booked singles titles so far. Yeah. I am saying that to myself. That's what I've been saying. And I'm saying it out loud, too. Uh, Get out of my head. Hey, get out of my sandwich. (laughs) What's that on the horizon? Oh, a triple threat for the tag team titles. What? Would you look at that? Oh, my goodness. The Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, defending their tag belts against Awesome Truth and British Strong Style. Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. This is one very spicy meatball coming up. And it gets better. I'm ununifying the tag belts in this match. Let's freaking go. Yay. Someone had to do it. <laughs> Finn Balor and Damian Priest 
both get pinned. One of them by R-Truth, who's from Monday Night Raw, and the Ooh. other by Pete Dunne from SmackDown. That is very smart, I will say. And the referee is like, I counted a double pit. What do we do? Do we restart the contest? <laughs> do we throw it out? Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis's music's hit. The two of them come out, and they're like, well, my guy won the match, and his guy won the match. Let's just split the belts up. Wow. This might be the smartest wrestling thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Even the people on, the, on Twitter can't come up with this stuff. <laughs> I really like that. that writer's job. I really like that idea. I'm going for it. I'm just going to send them the SoundCloud link. This is, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Like, I thought you were going to say that, like, someone was going to get it was going to be like like a two out of three falls or something like that, and like someone was going to get a pin and take the titles, and then a different team was going to get a pin and take the titles, and then the match would be over or something like that. But this, this is something else. <laughs> this is this is a big brain move. Yes. Um, I remember. I don't know. I don't remember what year it was, but at one SummerSlam, they were uh, trying to like figure out who was going to challenge Umaga for the intercontinental title. And it came down to Carlito and Mr. Kennedy both wanted the match. Right. And in the final, it was on Monday night raw. And in the final moments of the match, they pinned each other at the same time. Huh. That is interesting. Both of their shoulders <laughs> were on the mat at the that's same insane. time. That's insane. So they made it a triple threat. And then I was like, why do I fucking remember that so well? I think it's because Carlito is back, and that was one of my favorite Carlito moments. Mm, and then I was okay. like, wait a minute. That's how we'll split the tag belts up. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. And then off screen, I had someone win money in the bank, and they come in and cash for the tag belts. <sighs> <laughs> that part was a joke because when Otis won the money in the bank, that was one of the ways they were going to have money in the bank be cashed in that year was him really? and Tucker were going to cash in for the tag titles. Oh, interesting. Wow. And then he lost it to the Miz and Tucker got released. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, well, one, well, for one week during the Thunderdome COVID era of WWE, the Miz was WWE champion. <laughs> what a, what a sign. COVID wrestling, what a time. And then the like I don't remember who the Miz beat. Maybe it was McIntyre or someone. The Miz held the belt for a week and he got the briefcase because Bobby Lashley helped him beat Otis to win it. And as a thank you, the Miz was like, You can have the title match. Or some maybe the Hurt Business guys came through and helped him out. Anyway. The Miz gave Lashley a title match, and Lashley just bodied him a week later. And that's what started Bobby Lashley's WWE title run. Oh, okay. Was them not knowing how to book Otis as Mr. Money in the Bank. Huh. It all comes full circle. <laughs> COVID wrestling was fucking wild. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So that was my, my tag title match. But... um. Oh, I think, is it next week, DIY is taking on Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate to see who gets Judgment Day at Elimination Chamber? Yes. 
Interesting. That's going to be good. Like, that, like, oh my God. Yeah. They better have, they better get time to do that match. Like, these were the, some of the, like, four best guys from the black and gold NXT era. Oh, I can't, I love, I love Gargano and Ciampa as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Like, their solo stuff was good, but, like, hashtag DIY. That was yeah. Shit. They have the best All finisher right. for a tag team right now, in my opinion. Is that the one where one of them just throws the other guy, like, off of his shoulders onto him? No. They both, like, hit, like, there's someone in the middle of the ring, like, on their knees, and they both meet in the middle, hence the name of the finisher. And, like, sandwich the guy between their legs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I like it. That or the Brutus Bomb. Oh, the Brutus Bomb is cool. The Brutus Bomb's going to hurt somebody, but it still is freaking awesome. I think it was at last year's Stand and Deliver. It was the Fatal 4-Way for the tag belt. And it was, like, three guys stacked on each other's shoulders. Or, no, four. Because, um, Julius... Is that the other one's name? Yes. Julius Creed was at the bottom. Then it was one dude from each of the other teams stacked up on his shoulders, but not like all like Simone Dry. It was like electric chair. So it was four dudes high. Bruh. And Whoa. Brutus goes to do the Brutus bomb off the top rope and misses. Huh. He barely clips them and they still have to sell the move. So they just go with it. I'm like, you didn't even make contact. <laughs> I, I love that. Talking about I'm going to have to look that up. So good. I'm going to have to look that up. When it's clearly a whiff, and then they just still, yeah. <laughs> they still sell it. And then, like, very shortly afterwards was, like, the flop dollar thing. Wow. Actually, that spot saved AJ Francis's leg. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought you were talking about. By one hundred percent sure. I just I saw that recently. Yeah. That's how he found out he was diabetic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hit row without Sir Scott. Bad. <sighs> what do I have next? What do I have next? Oh, we're getting into main titles. Oh, this is the big stuff. This is my World Heavyweight Championship fight. All right. Who are you putting up against Seth? This is a pretty easy one because it's something I want to see because I love the rivalry so much. It's Seth versus Cody. Nice, nice. All right. I can see that. Um, like the Hell in the Cell match where Cody had the torn peck yeah. and they had that big-ass like grape juice-looking stain on his body. Mm. I thought that was fucking beautiful. Yeah, that is absolutely insane how he was able to go through with that. Yeah. I can't imagine how it would have felt. And, like, I remember talking about how when they were like, Cody needs to finish the story, I was like, what if the story is the thing with Seth and it's not even Roman? Because I didn't want another Cody Roman, but now that it might be Roman the Rock, I'm like, oh, it should be Cody. But um, it, it's like, he never finished the tournament to get the shot at this title. Never got that other match with Seth. Like, he can still finish this story that's the rivalry with Seth Rollins. And then um, maybe a little down the line, if Roman is still champion, finish the thing with Roman. 
it's just shitty that they kind of shoehorn the rock into this impossible situation. Yeah. Yep. I think <laughs> this is off topic, but I think the only way I could be interested in this Roman versus rock match that I don't care about is if it's non-title. Yeah. Yeah. If Roman Reigns beats the rock. They've booked themselves into a corner because then there's no one that can beat Roman. If the rock couldn't do it, who can? Yep. Right. But on the flip side, if the rock beats Roman and wins the belt, He's even more part-time than Roman and Lesnar and all of them ever were. Right. Imagine defending like once every like year, if that. <laughs> yeah. And then like no shot the Roman rock... would, would defend on like the one off like pay per view. He'd only be there yeah. for like the big ones. He's only ever like usually at the big four. Yeah. You know? Yep. But um and then it's like who is the guy to beat the rock? He beat Roman who's undefeatable. So either way, they're booked into a corner with this match. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. Am I still looking good for that writer position? <laughs> hey man, if you can uh make magic out of uh out of absolute shit that you've been given, uh <laughs> I say go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um so I have I have Cody winning the belt off of Seth in the Cody Seth match because my my theory for this was Cody won the feud. He he beat Seth. Right. But then Seth got the title because Brock Lesnar took out Cody. So my thing is Cody would want revenge on the title. He doesn't necessarily care who's holding it, but it just so happens to be Seth that has it. His gotcha. old foe, his first feud since coming back to WWE, his original like return feud. Like this is Cody back. Like we need something big. Now let's put a title on the line. And another thing about that feud is, I don't think I think Cody's won like in all of their kind of face-offs in terms of like the like main pay-per-view ones. Yes. Um, so Seth will kind of be the underdog there. And it was like cool heel Seth Rollins and he wore that Dusty Rhodes gear in the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, he's being a dick. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I love when people do the big yellow polka dot like Dusty Rhodes tribute stuff. It's cool. Very. I just love a big yellow polka dot, I think. I just love like <laughs> Bumblebee aesthetic. <laughs> just, a, just a fan of shapes on plain backgrounds. Yeah, shapes on top of shapes. Circle on square. But uh, yeah, I had Cody winning that big gold belt. And that brings me next into my undisputed Universal Championship match. Oh, all right. And I have something I'm calling the dissension of the Anawahi family. Oh. Okay, Tribal okay. combat, fatal four-way. Roman Reigns versus Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso versus Solo Sokoa. Hot damn, dude. Fatal four-way for Roman's belt. I, 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 need, I, know I need to hear how this ends. Yes. I'd like to so, hear how this goes. Okay. 
My thing is, if you book Roman Reigns in a fatal four-way and he loses the title in it, it doesn't take any of the tribal chief, any of that power they've built around Roman for this record-setting title reign if he doesn't take the pinfall. None of that gets ruined if he loses the match without taking the fall. Right, right. That makes sense. So I booked the multi-man match, and Jey Uso is, of course, in it because he was the one who first left the bloodline after Sami Zayn, like, kicked out. Like, he he kind of felt bad and, like, was like, Sami was our boy. Why the hell did we do that to him? From what I remember is kind of why he left. Um, and then Jey Uso – or Jimmy Uso and Solo are tired of getting pushed around by Roman and Paul Heyman. So they're okay. like – hey, we want in on this too. Let's make it a family affair. See who the toughest one of us out of all of us is. So if you remember, before he joined the bloodline, Jey Uso was in the feud with Roman during the Thunderdome. Yes. Right. He was going after Roman's belt, and he never could beat it. But now, I think... I'm gonna I'm gonna constantly mix up their names, but Jay Uso solo on Monday Night Raw. That's Jay, right? Yes. Yeet. Okay. Yeet. I think he's proven that he's a pretty good singles wrestler. So up until this moment, we've only seen him as a tag team guy. Right. Yeah, I feel like he stood out as a singles guy. I think he's better as a singles wrestler than he than his brother, because we're still constantly seeing his brother in tag team situations or in these gang up situations. Because he's still with Roman and Solo. Right, right. I have Jey Uso winning the title in this, like, tribal combat on Oahe family brawl. All right. Do you have him pinning his brother for it? I do. Nice. It's a big, stupid, like, weapons match. Like, this is is balls to the wall, knockdown, drag out fight. Hell yeah. We're seeing spears through the barricades. We're seeing tables. We're seeing Solo Sokoa, like, several taped thumbs to Roman, you know? There's going to be bleeding. I like it. There's going to be chairs. Kendo sticks. What's up? Everyone's getting some color, as they say. Yeah. Everybody's going to stomp a mud hole and walk it dry. (laughs) I'm putting callbacks in here. I'm putting callbacks to the Usos versus the New Day in the Hell in a Cell when they hit them with the cymbals and the trombones and stuff. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's in there. I'm going to have Tamina, their original manager, run out and make a cameo. <laughs> Dude, you're going all out for this. I We're like doing it. it all. We're getting like the whole full, family. A full story send get off. Rikishi in there. Hey. That would be Rikishi sick. might stink face Roman and he say, you leave my baby boys alone. Or Paul Heyman. He'll stink face Paul Heyman. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I love it. Stink face to Paul and you just hear him, Ah! Ah! My tribal chief! Get this big fat ass off of me! (laughs) Dude, that's a spot on Paul Heyman right there. That was great. Oh my god. Like, I think, as much as I don't like the bloodline and everything, I think a fatal four-way between all of them could, could cook. Like, yeah. yeah, and especially the build-up to that would be fun to watch, too. Like, how, yeah. they, uh, how they kind of play it up. 
So I have I I forgot this belt existed, so that's why it's after Roman's belt, but the women's tag titles. Oh no. How could you forget? It's not <laughs> yeah, like they how could you? It's not like they haven't been on a pay, premier live event in you know, two, three years. <laughs> what? They were on like yesterday. <laughs> So this is because this is like so true to WrestleMania fashion. They always just put together like some random ass fatal four way for these belts. Yeah. So that's exactly what I've done. All right. <laughs> nice. I love it. Kabuki Kabuki Warriors. Oscar and Kyrie. All right. Versus Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. All right. Versus Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. That's good. You didn't say it right. I don't. Chelsea. I, want, I don't even say it right either. <laughs> I, I I've never actually heard it said because I don't watch Raw with the sound on sometimes. <sighs> Chelsea Green. <laughs> there you Samantha, go, Josh. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I did see the clip from Raw last night where Pat McAfee was like, "You didn't say that right. I want to hear it the way Samantha says it." Says and it. then Michael Cole, Cole. does it. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, that was funny. That was um, hilarious. And then those are the three established tag teams in this match. And now I'm getting to the fourth thrown together team. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Which is Shotzi and Michen. <laughs> okay. I, I, <laughs> I don't didn't hate want to put it. What brings them together? Because it would just be because they always just throw Natalia in with whoever's available. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like, no, I like what? I like this idea. But um. I have Isla Fire or Isla Dawn and Alba Fire winning the belts because I just think they're cute. <laughs> well, then, they were they were definitely done wrong because like they didn't need to unify the women's NXT tag titles, but they yeah. did, and they gave them to Ronda and Shayna, yeah. and they never they didn't need to do that. They just kind of screwed over Isla and Alba. They brought those NXT women's tag titles out because they didn't think the main roster women's tag belts were showing up at NXT enough. Because when those belts debuted, they were allegedly going to be defended across all three shows. Oh. And they were like, okay, they're not going to show up to NXT. Like, right. You know? So they made these NXT ones and then drafted the active champs to the main roster. And yeah. The, you know, it's exactly just what you said. They were like, put a belt on Ronda. Uh, Ratings. Yeah. Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. Dumb. So that was my last title match. And now, or actually, I have one more title match. But this is kind of my, like, those, like, just for fun WrestleMania kind of matches they put on. Yeah. Just a little out there. So I have booked an NXT North American title match for this WrestleMania card. Okay. Let's and hear it's it. it's a hoss fight. It is 100% two big meaty men slapping me. Big meaty it's men. Meaty men. It's Obafime, or how, I, I think that's how you say it, defending the North American title against the Nigerian giant, oh. Omos. Yo, dude! I when you were when you were leading up to this, I was like, I bet he, I bet I know what this is. 
Yeah, that is, I thought this that would be so be fun. Like, fucking just like raw and strong and on. It. It's like it, it's kind of giving when they booked Ryback versus Mark Henry for that one WrestleMania, and everybody was like, "Oh, what the hell is this?" And then you watch <laughs> it, and you're like, "Wait, that was kind of good. That might be the best <laughs> Ryback match." Um, <laughs> I have Obafemi retaining because. I don't. I don't think Omos is like ready for a title, even though he won a title in his debut match. What title? Wait, what title did he win? The Raw Tag Team Championships. With who? Yeah, who's he with? AJ Styles. What? Oh yeah, I I totally forgot he was with AJ before. He was AJ's bodyguard. <laughs> That's right, right before crowds came back. I forgot about that. The first Again, time what an interesting Omos, time period. Yes. Yeah, first time we saw Omos was during COVID. And he was the bouncer when they were doing Raw Underground. Huh. That MMA, like, shoot fight thing that Shane McMahon was hosting. Yeah. Was that like, and there was then, like no ropes on the ring, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have a funny story about no ropes on the ring after... I'd say the other time we saw Omos. Uh, and then after that got shut down very fast, there was a pre-recorded, it wasn't even a match. It was just like a skit between the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders at one of the pay-per-views where they got attacked by Akira Tozawa and other ninjas. And <laughs> one of the ninjas was Omos in a mask. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you're thinking, how could that get any weirder? One of the girls from like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette was in the segments with them because Angelo Dawkins and um, Ivar were competing to like get a date with her. <laughs> that was COVID wrestling. Wow. COVID like we wrestling. said, wild time period. <laughs> yeah. So like the Raw Underground thing, no ring ropes. It was like all knockouts and submissions were how you want. <laughs> it's like Fight Club. <laughs> Wow. Right, and everyone hated it. But there's a an event that happens every year at the GCW Collective called Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. It's the same thing as Raw Underground, but it's good. Yeah, see, you know, Josh's are smart. Yeah. We've got one on the podcast because we needed a smart guy. <laughs> what? No. And he fills that role. <laughs> Josh is the brains, Tim is the face, and I drive the van. <laughs> Yay! The get drive the van. Mr. T. Drive the van. Drive the van. Um, but yeah, they do it every year at the collective. No ring ropes, no posts, just a mat. The only way to win is by knockout or submission. And Josh Barnett is a UFC Hall of Famer. He is always in the main event, and it's just fun. I was watching it one year or Two, two years ago, I think it was, with my dad in the living room. And I'm like, man, this is so good. John Moxley is here. John Moxley is shoot fighting someone. Like, this is wow. fucking cool. And my dad is just sitting there. He's like, when are they going to do like a flip? When are they going <laughs> to do like a move? When are they going to do a moonsault press? Yeah. And then the next night, we go over to producer Rick's house to watch Ring of Honor. I think it was like, death before dishonor or final battle or something and i was telling him how my dad didn't like blood sport and he was like 
really? That's fucking funny. I thought Ralph would love Bloodsport. My dad was like, nothing happened. <laughs> Nobody did a flip. It wasn't cool enough. <laughs> I was like, all right, dad. I thought it was great. It was also the only year Josh Barnett has lost at Bloodsport. He tapped out to Timothy Thatcher in the main event. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, I have I have Obafime taking the win over Omos. I feel like there's going to be a sick moment where Oba picks up Omos like way easier than it should be because that guy is fucking huge. Right. <laughs> Phenomenal idea. Oh man. And yeah, I thought that would be like a cool a cool hoss fight, like just a big attraction match sort of. Yes. And then on the same at the same time it's two guys who aren't like the biggest names, but I feel like this could make them a little bigger than they are at the moment. Yeah. I like it. So that's my last title match. That's so all, all the titles. I have left is a forbidden door match and two celebrity tie-in matches. All right. Let's hear them. So my forbidden door match, this is a, this is for the, um. this is for the fans of like, Daniel Bryan kind of wrestlers. Okay. Okay. Not Daniel Bryan, but it's someone who very recently took on Daniel Bryan at AEW Forbidden Door. Or, uh, Wrestle Dream. It's Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. Versus Tommaso Ciampa. That would be crazy to see at WrestleMania. In a like a technical slugfest. Yeah, interesting. We we talked about like technical fights before, like like Brian Danielson stuff, and like like it's always fun to to have that variety and like a full like wrestling card for like a pay per view. Yeah. yeah, I think this is for more of the people who are like the MMA crowd, the slow like I don't like flippy dudes kind of guys, you know. Um. Zack Sabre Jr. is just like a technical genius when it comes to wrestling. He's got so many submissions. He's got so many escapes from submissions. Like, he's impressive. Right. He's an arm breaker. Like, and then I thought arm putting breaker, him against Tommaso Ciampa would just be good because even though Tommaso is like more brawling based than he is submission based, I think it would be a good a good fit for these two. To face each other forbidden door style right that's cool i like that that was my forbidden door and then my nice. two celebrity matches i'm excited for these i feel like you're gonna you're gonna cook up something good one of them's got a stupid ass gimmick attached to it i like that i'm excited yeah, it's not so i'm gonna start with the one that does not have the stupid ass gimmick attached to it Due to their interaction in the Royal Rumble match, I've oh. got Pat McAfee huh? one-on-one with Braun Breaker. Oh, no. <laughs> Pat's going to die. <laughs> That's going to get folded in half and then folded in two quarters. <laughs> this is also a squash match. Just okay. 100% Braun takes the win in like two minutes. Nah, less than that. Shorter than the the Seamus Daniel Bryan match. 
is that's the shortest match at Mania, isn't it? I think so. It's, it's like it's either seconds. that or Kane versus Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, there was no, just make was, it shorter than that. Just have Pat th- th- like have Pat not even get hit, just lay down, get pinned. <laughs> Pat turns around, spear <laughs> done. So Braun Breaker versus Pat McAfee was the first one. It's just quick squash. It's the love like it. love it. Entrances are longer than the match. Match. I love it. Boom. And then this is my second celebrity match. It's got a stupid gimmick. But you say it to yourself. Sam said he had every member of the Judgment Day except JD McDonough on this card. That that is what I was saying to myself. So, so who are we missing? Dirty Dom. Oh, uh, Dirty Dom. I've what got. Are you gonna, are you my do, what are you going to do to my Dom Dom? I've got Dirty Dom versus Bad Bunny. In a Rey Mysterio's mask on a pole match. What? <laughs> what is this gimmick? Oh my so god. Ray is at ringside in his mask. He's not unmasked or anything. It's like uh like a low like a extra mask he had or one from the like merch table. Well if Dominic climbs the mask? pole, what's up? What doesn't Dom still have a mask he took from Ray? Oh, right. He wore it to WrestleMania last year. Yeah. It's that mask. If if Dominic climbs the pole and takes it down, Rey Mysterio has to head to the back. If Bad Bunny climbs the pole and pulls it down, it becomes a two-on-one handicap match. Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio versus Dirty Dom. Wow. I love that. That sounds so fun and so Rey dumb. Mysterio better be armed with the flip-flop. That's all. Yeah. That's all. That's just like the the basic of a item on a pole match is whoever pulls it down gets to use it in the match. Makes sense. This is the second time I've talked about a weird Carlito match I remember from my childhood, but um, one of the first times I remember watching the WWE draft, they drafted ECW original The Sandman to Monday Night Raw. And put him in a feud with Carlito. Whoa. And it culminated in a Singapore cane on a pole match. Huh. <laughs> At like Great American Bash before it became an NXT show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is. The, the whole concept for. Because it was a, a child and my parents wouldn't let me stay up that late on a Sunday. But um, <laughs> I didn't hear concept... anything good about this match. Yeah. The, the, but, the whole uh, idea for like on a pole matches is just so funny. It's like, like, uh, like just, just climb this pole in yeah. the corner. <laughs> it's like at least with ladder matches, it's like oh, you have to set up the ladder and then you have to, you know, climb the ladder. I like when they do a variation on a ladder match. You know how it's always climb the ladder and take something down. <gasps> climb a ladder and put something up. That's exactly what the TNA Wrestling King of the Mountain match was. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready, I'm ready. It's a ladder match mashed up with the Iron Survivor Challenge before that even existed. Oh my gosh. It's a bunch of wrestlers. You got five people. Five guys. And you have to earn the right to get the championship belt. 
So you pin a guy, and then you have access to the belt for a set amount of time. The person you pin goes into a penalty box. Then you have to climb the ladder and hang the belt at the top of the mountain, which is a hook suspended from the ceiling, so you can become the king of the mountain and win the title. Interesting. This is the same company that invented the reverse battle royal, Josh. What what is a reverse battle royal? All of the wrestlers start outside of the ring on the mat, like on the ground, and have to fight their way into the ring. Interesting. I need to see that. <laughs> is there like a time limit or something? Or like what <laughs> once a certain amount of guys are in the ring, I think it's like say it's sixteen guys. It then turns into a regular battle royal. Oh my gosh. Until they're down to four guys, which turns into an elimination fatal four way. Whoa. That you brings know it what? down to two guys, and then it's a normal one on one match. Interesting. I feel like I've seen at least the last part of that happen before. It's It's pretty dumb. They brought it back for like the Impact 1000 special, but that was about it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Bad Bunny versus Dirty Dom was the last match of my card. Very fun. Round of applause a, for, a for Sam. Round of yes. applause. Oh, thank you. Thank you, friends. Sam, overall, I would give your grade a B plus because there's oh, always what? room for improvement. Hey, thank you. I would agree with the B plus. Appreciate it. I think it. the matches are great. I think that the Bailey losing is is kind of hurting me, but uh, <laughs> you know I think I can let it go and and give you that B plus. I'd I'd almost even be willing to give you an A minus. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. I think your highlight for sure is how you split the tag belts with a double pin. Yes, and then having Thank the you. the general yes. managers come out to uh. And be Resolve like, things. yeah, we can rock with this. Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to see what you guys bring to the table. I mean, you set the bar pretty high, you but hopefully we do a good job. Very high. I we was should, like, should have had Sam be the, the closer. Yeah, we <laughs> should have. Let's go first. I was How do we follow this? this? I was like, I hope they like it. <laughs> hey, man, that, that's what I'm going to be thinking when I put mine together. <laughs> um, I think. For the NXT North American title match that I did, mm-hmm. if if you guys want to do like a non main roster title, like don't think you have to do that one, or even all, right. all the belts if you want. Gotcha. Because I think when I originally pitched it to you guys, I said one title match that's a non main roster belt, and it could even be your Forbidden Door match, like. You could bring in Blake Christian from GCW and have him defend the title at Mania. Hey, don't reason. go, don't go stealing thing. my ideas. Yeah, stop, stop, I may have been thinking that. <laughs> oh, I didn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> fix it in post. I, what I should have said was you were going to bring in Vampiro, who's the current Juggalo Championship Wrestling World Champion, and have him defend the belt at WrestleMania. Is that, there you go. is that the right thing? <laughs> that, that is in the realm of possibility for what we were thinking. <laughs> Tim's favorite wrestlers, Yabo and Ruffo the Clown, will be in the Forbidden Door match. <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, thank yeah, you. Nice uh, job, Sam. Very thank nice. you. I think that uh, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of Slam Town, boys. Sick, All dude. Right. Hell yeah. Um, as I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what cards you guys bring out. And uh, with that, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, appreciate it all. Join us next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.